Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. People have been protesting across Iran for just over five months now, defying a deadly crackdown by security forces. It all started with the death of Mahsa Amini, a 22-year-old woman arrested by the morality police in Tehran on the 13th of September for allegedly violating Iran's strict rules requiring women to cover their hair with a hijab or headscarf. Since then, the protests have swelled with demands from more freedoms to an overthrow of the state. Today's Accent of Women brings you a special solidarity event organised by the Canadian Union of Public Servants, held on Wednesday the 8th of February. The public meeting was called Solidarity with the Workers' Movement and the Women Life Freedom Uprising in Iran. The first speaker up is Nilufar Golkar. She is a member of the executive of the CUPE and she's also a PhD candidate in politics at York University, focusing on the environment and the labour movement. She's a feminist activist and sits on the editorial committee of Upping the Ante, Journal of Theory and Action. My talk uh, is about today we're gathering in solidarity with the Women Life Freedom Uprising and in solidarity with the labor movement in Iran. But what does solidarity mean between grassroots and labor organizations of Canada and Iran uprising? And why is it so important? Um, I'll, in my talk, I'll emphasize an intersectionality of labor um, because from my experience of organizing in Iran and in Canada, I realized that when we go to the issues of intersectionality, there's lots of resistance um here in bargaining when we wanted to enter the clause in collective bargaining there was some pushback from some members but also employer but also when you talk about the issues in iran usually people undermine it as, as a culture like it's like women issues it's a cultural issue it's not really uh related to economy or like politics etc cetera, etc cetera. so i will fo- focus on that aspect for a bit. And then also in the notion of solidarity in opposed to unity and why distinguishing between these two is important. Since the death of Jina Amini, Iran cities have been the scene of demonstrations, sit-ins, strikes, and incredible creative revolutionary art. People on the streets chanting death to the dictator and women life freedom Together, as centering women symbolize decades of oppression and state violence on the bodies of women and queer people. For mandatory hijab that goes hand in hand with discriminatory laws against women that impose daily police violence and systemic discrimination and exclusion from the public. These laws were imposed to take away control of women over their bodies, followed by imposing Sharia laws that took away their equal rights especially in family laws, and impose gender segregation in education and many occupations to the extent that women were banned and or discouraged from many jobs that's considered to be male-dominated. These aspects systematize oppression against women and force women into feminized lower-paid work, and in many cases, entirely outside of wage labor and into subsistence work. As a result, they systematically pushed women further into poverty. 
when I, when I first uh, came to Canada, I realized many people signed gender issues to culture separated from economy and politics, which is a very depoliticizing way of looking at the matter. Obviously, alongside women, the marginalization of Kurds, Baluchis, Arabs, Baha'is, seculars, atheists, religious minorities, socialists, feminists, and all those who criticize the government, including intellectuals and journalists, happened. Today, when people chant death to the dictator and women life freedom together, it signifies the emancipation of all cannot happen unless the religious theocracy goes and truly democratic system take over. Bringing up these issues is not to undermine the class struggle, but to show the complexities and hierarchy within the class as well. As another familiar thing I hear from some leftists or some members of workers' movement is that feminist issues are middle-class issues. We should think that the same system that allows a young woman to be kidnapped and killed in the hands of police just for her appearance is the same system that creates the state narrative of nationalism that normalizes extremely murderous violence in some of the border cities. And it is also the same system that cannot tolerate any independent workers and union organizations in Iran. Women Life Freedom Uprising by centering issues of women in Kurdish and Baluchis reminds us that meaningful solidarity means we accept the differences but criticize the power relations and hierarchy of identities that have been imposed on us through different processes of marginalization and through state narrative of nationalism, patriarchy, and violence. In opposed to unity that asks we put differences aside and become fictitiously homogenous. We can see examples of unity in opposed to solidarity in right-wing political coalitions building, uh, coalition buildings that ask people to put aside their demands and political views, but also in a view on class struggle that undermines other forms of identities that uh, comes with power relations. Strong solidarity among the working class happens when we also recognize the similar patterns that can uh, that connect our issues to each other. The Iranian state imposed uh, imposed decades of oppression against independent workers' unions that caused the imprisonment of many union organizers in Iran, brutal suppression of strikes and striking workers that led to them being fired and replaced easily. You should look at this in contrast. We should also need to pay attention to the illegal worker situations. I put illegal in a quotation. The workers who found no place in the official labor force and were pushed into criminalized work. For example, in Baluchistan areas, as a result of decades of oppression that goes hand in hand with keeping those regions underdeveloped and imposed poverty, unemployment and proper employment opportunities are low. There is diversity in work, but an example of criminalized work is moving field between borders that are called Suhtbari, which became the main source of income for many when there are no other opportunities. Those workers are in extreme danger of being shot, the commodities being stolen by the government or being ruined. Just today, the Iranian state armed forces shot at two vehicles. They exploded and five Baluchis died. But because of the narrative of nationalism and borders, those deaths supposed to be normalized for us. 
There are numerous examples from the intersection of different identities that they can keep naming, such as environmental degradation, disposition of communities and farmers from accessing water that has been directed to central industries and how it affects the situation of subsistence work, gendered work, and local labor. But because of the time, I can go through them in detail. But these are the issues that the women life freedom it's like trying to bring in uh, to center and like uh, um, and became very important. So in contrast, we see the continuation of incredible resistance from the ground. The uprising for women life freedom wasn't an isolated event, but stood on the shoulders of many previous uprisings, social movements, uh, women movements, workers' strikes, union organizers, Kurdish resistance, teachers' movements, student movements, and so on. Recognizing this strong history of resistance in Iran is important as there is a fraction of leftists in the West that repeat Iranian intelligence forces' accusations that these are conspiracies of CIA and US imperialism. My answer is that the rich history of resistance movements in Iran shows that the cause of the uprising is a brutal, murderous, murderous religious dictatorship that has violated the rights, life, and well-being of diverse communities and social groups in Iran. And we say enough is enough. I end my talk by repeating the most urgent demands, free all political prisoners, stop execution in Iran, and with the, with the hope for strong international solidarity with women, life, freedom, and the labor movement in Iran to keep uh, to help to keep the revolutionary roots of Xinjiang Azadi at the center of the resistance and to build the feminist, anti-capitalist and environmentalist future that dignity of all is valued. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. We're broadcasting a public meeting called Solidarity with the Workers' Movement and the Woman Life Freedom Uprising in Iran. Next up is Shiva Amelirad. She's a trade unionist, an activist and feminist with a focus on intersectional oppression. She's also a member of the Canadian Union of Public Servants. Before migrating to Canada, she was a teacher in Kurdistan and was a member of the Coordinating Council of Iranian Teachers Trade Association. Good evening. It's wonderful to be here with all of you tonight. I want to extend a special thank you to QP for organizing this event and for making it reality. I was truly imp impressed by Yolanda and Nilufer's speech, and I am honored to have the opportunity to add my voice to this conversation. Uh, I'll be speaking about the importance of international solidarity and the uh, Xinjiang women life freedom, Xinjiang Azadi movement in Iran. These are both vital issues that demand our attention and action. I'll do my best to keep my speech brief while still covering all the key points that I want to make. Uh, the recent uprising in Iran have brought a nation into the into the the labor movement have been actively protesting for much longer, particularly in the past two decades. This is to the Iranian government harsh economic policy, which have caused widespread poverty, destitution, and widening class divide that have all been met with harsh crackdown from the government. 
Rather than address the issue, the government has resorted to repression and violence, arresting and punishing anyone who speak out, such as well-known trade union activists. In response to this injustice, labor unions uh, have been actively engaging in campaign protesting to fight to improve job conditions, better benefit, and the uh, recognition of worker rights. Since May Day 2022, there has been a significant rise in arrest and detention of trade unionists in Iran by the country intelligence forces. These arrests are a clear violation of basic human rights and have instilled fear and uncertainty among trade unionists. In response, unions such as Coordinating Council of Iranian Teachers Trade Union and Tehran Bus Worker Union are fighting for freedom of detained unionists. These unions have taken steps such as reaching out to other trade unionists worldwide and send a petition addressed to the International Labor Organization, ILO, asking them to call to the Iranian government to respect and commit to ILO fundamental convention convention, especially related to right to organize and freedom of association. Many observers link the women life freedom movement to other uprisings in 2017 and 2019, which the working class was the main political force resisting the new liberal policies of the Iran. This current movement can be seen as a response to this political and also to long-term oppression of women, non-Persian marginalized nation, and working class people. The coalition of feminist liberal movement and marginalized nations such as Kurds, Baluchis, Arab, but etc., and also the LGBTQIA plus communities and the lower status of the middle class population has created a powerful force which opened a new page in Iran's modern history. This historic moment, movement, moment has allowed the most suppressed section of Iranian society to fight for right deprived from them for almost a century. The solidarity of oppressed has shaken the foundation of Islamic Republic and continues to haunt both Iranian government and the anti-democratic forces within the Iranian opposition groups such as monarchists. For more than five months, an array of groups has actively protested against Iranian government, leading to an unbelievable level of suppression and brutality by security forces. Report of at least 600 people killed, including 70 children. Uh, have been counted. An additional 20,000 are arrested, arrested across the country, and plus for execution, unfortunately. The story of torture, rape, death, under torture, suicide, uh, execution, and etc. have become all too common. Yet people continue to fight for democratic rights, refusing to accept oppressive rule and norms. 
women in particular have taken the street to show up defiance bravely facing the security forces. This is powerful testament to the strength the people and the refusal to go to a patriarchal culture that considers restrictive norm and expectation. Women in Iran face discrimination based on gender and uh, gender and sexuality and economic hardship and have to fight back these um, unjust and unequal economic structure. Many women are forced, are forced to work informal or seasonal jobs. That is this very unsafe condition with no job security or insurance. These often put them at risk of serious accidents, such as the recent incident at Brugen City, in which six female seasonal workers lost their life. The economy structure of Iran, same as other countries have organized, so that women that are not engaged in unpaid work are mostly working in the lowest rank of each economic sector. The condition of women in the marginalized nation are even worse for obvious reasons. For instance, in Kurdistan, we see women working as a porter. They called it Kulbar or as Nilufar mentioned, Sukhbar in Baluchistan, transferring loads as heavy as 20 kilograms across the mountains border as high as thousands of feet for the hours to make just ends meet. A severe break, back-breaking work with the risk of being shot at by the, port, uh, by the border portal. The victims of this tragedy are typically poor rural women who are the sole breadwinner for their families and for whom they lost in, uh, the loss of income can have devastating consequences. The government response to these tragedies has been inadequate. Therefore, there is a need for stronger enforcement of safety regulation in the workplace and greater economic, uh, uh, greater economic for the worker. So, <coughs> sorry and to break the silence surrounding it so that women in Iran can be heard and their right, their right to be recognized. Only then can we hope to see real lasting change. The current movement, which is popularly known as the Jinnah Revolution, originated from Kurdistan, spread fast across the country and which, with Baluchistan becoming one of the main hub of the movement. This development pattern made a big shift of imaginary conception of the country. This shift allowed feminists from the marginalized region to make their voice heard, introducing radical feminists to discourse. This, kind, this type of feminists understand women oppression through the lens of intersexuality, recognizing that subject, subjugation of women, national oppression, and economic oppression or layer of the same oppressive system. It is clear that discrimination of non-Persian population in Iran has had a direct effect on, on the amount of oppression faced by women who living in this community. Feminists uh, from these marginalized regions are striving to challenge the 
narrative of liberal feminism in the center. The government oppressive policy have enforced denying women autonomy over their bodies and their decisions. For decades, Iranian women have fought for their right and autonomy from protesting against oppressive laws and burning headscarves and cutting their hair. China's uprising has part a radical, uh, radical democratic movement, which is now facing not only one of the worst dictatorship, but also anti-democratic chauvinist, centralist, and fascist forces who are actively campaigning to win the day in the event that Iran's government is overthrown. It is essential that progressive forces stand in solidarity with the labor movement and democratic forces in Iran and support the social feminist, labor activists, unionist, ethnic groups who are fighting for their rights. Doing so will ensure that the revolution is not hijacked by elites and ultra-nationalists who enjoy to suffer, uh, who enjoy the support of Western far-right have found secure from them by the Western power, and also uh, they are powerful lobbies and have a monopoly over the Persian mass media. It is imperative that progressive forces outside of Iran step up and support the radical voices of revolution to ensure that the voice of most marginalized are heard are not overshadowed. The international community must work together to protect the true and uncensored voices of Iranian women, working class, LGBTQIA plus community, and non-Persian stateless nation. Jinjian Azadi, thanks and solidarity. Following the keynote addresses, the meeting went into general discussion and question time. In this next segment, the two panellists respond to the question, how best can we build practical solidarity, not just paying lip service to it? Thank you, Asanjan, for your question. Um, as you correctly mentioned, the issue of organising, uh, systematic organising is lacking, uh, especially in diaspora. Um, uh, and um, it's kind of like we need to bring in resources in order to make a sustainable kind of like organization. And that's, I think, kind of one of the things that we kind of like lack on that front, because as you see, the right wing has the resources. The once in a while create a organization doesn't go far they make another one but they also create so many kind of like um, um so many media that then they create a discourse and like the things that people try to pay more more attention so i think building the strong solidarity on the ground in order to be able to materialize uh, a more systematic organizing would be one of the priorities. Uh, thank you, Asan, for your question. Your, uh, your question is very important. What we can do in practically? Actually, that international solidarity is very important, but we need more 
solidarity in, as you said, and in the practical. I think we need to make international pressure to hold Iranian regime responsible for what they are doing. And as well as the, I think it's empowering the activists who are developing international solidarity. It's very important that um, happened nowadays, especially during the last year, it was very powerful and very hope, uh, hopeful because when people, uh, when activists in Iran, they see some um, uh, solidarity from the other, other country, make them very hopeful and make them, uh, keep them to continue what they are doing. And one of the important thing, as I mentioned in my speech to uh, ask the, some organization like ILO, that is very important. In the ILO, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the petition that sent to them be asked for four points. One of them it is unconditional and immediate drop of all charges against imprisoned trade unionists as well as all uh, of all detainees and to uh, oblige the Iranian over uh, government to respect and uphold the right of all workers, including teacher to organizing and freedom for association and freedom of speech, including the right to peaceful assembly without fear of state intervention. To con uh, third one, to consider dispatching an international delighting to Iran under coordinating of worker group of the International Labor Organization and uh, the Global Trade Union Federation to examine the labor forces condition in Iran, meet with the independent trade unionists and visit uh, in present trade unions activists and their family. And the last one, and uh, one very, very important one, requesting to dismissal of the representative of Iranian government from the governing body of the international uh, labor organization and not supporting their re-election of the governing body due to continuing violation of international labor convention and lack of accountability. It is very important, and I think one thing that all union or international union can do that follow with this request that we put to ILO more than one year and we haven't get back. If we, they send a more letter to ILO, I think would be helpful. That was Nilufar answering a question and before her, Shiva responding to the same question. And that was a panel discussion called Solidarity with the Workers' Movement and the Woman Life Freedom Uprising in Iran, organised by the Canadian Union of Public Servants. And that's all we have time for on today's Accent of Women. This show is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kunjeri. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. 
Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.